Jared came in hot. He got on the microphone about two minutes ago, screaming and yelling at me about LeBron James, but we're not going to get into that. Um, we're going to talk about this movie, uh, but just know you're getting Jared's hypest today. He is on fire. I can literally look at him. He's on fire. On fire. All right. So we watched a movie called Your Name. It was from 2016. It is an anime movie. Yorton selected it. Yorton had never seen it. None of us had even heard of it. Maybe Jared. I don't know. But um, it was, I guess, a very awarded movie. Um, I'll say I didn't know what to expect. I do want to brag real quick. I'm going to brag. Last week, Yorton selected this movie, and he said it is a body swap movie, but there's more to it. And I said, is there a scene when they swap bodies, (laughs) the boy goes into the girl's body, does he start feeling his new boobs? And sure enough, it happens like four times. He grabs boobs like four times and starts playing with them. And I just, I, I called it. Just want to, I mean, how could you not do it in this movie? I just want to brag about it. That's it. Um, okay. So, Yorton, you, you chose this movie. Just so everyone knows, we're not going to talk about spoilers until later on. Because I feel like this movie has some moments where... If certain things are ruined for you, it, it'll ruin the experience for you. And it 100% will. So, first off, Yorton, you picked this movie. Were you surprised? Were you happy with your choice? Yes, I was very happy with my choice. And I was surprised because there's a whole subplot that I wasn't aware of that I really enjoyed. And that's what we're going to be talking about when we hit the spoiler part. Okay. So, any one of y'all can chime in real quick. But how would you guys feel about, I guess the body swap issue i guess the first half of the movie i mean were you into it did you like it what was going on yeah i thought it was actually really clever as opposed to some of like the body swap movies that you see like the mechanism and all that stuff of how it worked and everything i thought was really clever i've only seen something like that done like one other time uh so i thought like it was an original it felt original and creative as opposed to like oh hey here's you know Freaky Friday, the 20th version of it. Yeah, it took an old trope and made something new with it, which is really cool. Um, Jared, let's talk about, let's let's do our positives, and then we'll get negatives later. But, like, what stood out to you in this, pod, in this podcast, in this movie? <clears throat> so, really, I agree with Seth. I like the original-ish take that they did on the whole body swap. Um and really, I think, because a lot of times WC with Body Swap, they do a poor job of trying to communicate with each other. But in this movie, I thought the communication between the two people was very spot on. They did their best to leave notes, um, write, uh, leave notes in each other's phones, draw pictures, write on each other's hands. So that's one of the parts that I really liked. It made it like more... Okay, um, just segue us back into it. Just say, Jared, I uh, had to mute right. for a call. Jared said a spoiler, <clears throat> so I had to edit no! it out. No! <laughs> so, <laughs> here we are now. Jared, keep going. What would you like about the movie? Um, but yeah, uh, a body swap movie that they really do a poor job at communicating with one another. Uh, and it's weird that when I'm talking about this body swap movie, and it's actually like grounded in reality in terms of what would logical people do if I swap bodies? What, what I would try to communicate with the other person. <laughs> and so, yeah, that's why it's kind of weird to say that it's reality based because it's something very practical. I liked that 
it was just cool because they would they wake up in each other's body and they thought it was a dream and then it kept happening and then eventually they're like they're having to like go to school and find their classes and their friend group and they don't know what's going on but they, they have to like play the part and they're eventually like she she opens the her journal and there's a note that says who are you or what's your name or something like that and then they kind of like you're right they share messages and once they figure it out i really like that they leave notes in each other's phone hey here's what happened yesterday i did this and this and this i got you a date with the girl he's like oh my god he's freaking out like that whole plot was cool too or he scores a date with the hottest girl at his job but it wasn't him it was the girl who inhabited his body who did it for him (laughs) i don't know i just thought it was really cool i like it was clever how they communicated with each other. So for those who don't like, we did a bad job setting it up. But yes, it's a body swap movie, but it's basically two teenagers. One's living in a small Japanese town, like a village, you know, away from the city. Ain't nothing to do there. She just wishes she can go to Tokyo, the big city. The other one is a boy who's going to school in Tokyo and he lives a city life and uh, they keep switching spots and they don't know what's going on. Um, what are the positives, Yorton or Seth, did you I, like? I'd say for one thing that I really enjoyed, uh, especially with the artwork, was just the body language they used whenever they swapped. Because you could instantly tell just looking at the way they were they're hold, uh, carrying themselves that, like, oh, boobs. is it the boy yeah. and the girl? Or <laughs> that, too. But just, just the way, like, the boy just... When, he, uh, when the girl's in charge of the boy's body... She, uh, he's sort of curling his hair and being a little bit like mm-hmm. being feminine and everything, and I just thought that was like a neat way they to translate without yelling out, "Hey, who's the person in the body right now?" Uh, the other thing I loved was just the scenic uh, artwork in this movie, like the scenery of the city and the city, the scenery of the the town. Just, I mean, they're po- poster worthy. I feel like. I would I would argue this is for me at least this is the most beautiful anime as far as artwork goes I've ever seen and I was one who hold on Jared's gotta say some shit I was, <laughs> he's got that face on that shit talking face hold on Jared um, I said the same thing about Ghost in the Shell but this one has the benefit of being I guess newer and with newer technology I don't know but it was just you're right it was stunning to look at Jared talk your shit. I agree with you. Oh, yes. <laughs> he had the smug face on like, oh, shut your mouth, Ray. But he uh, he agrees. It was stunning. It was great. Um, all right. So, Yorton, you said the animation. Um, more more so the environmental animation, right? That in particular really stood out. The characters were pretty good. Uh, but just the artwork of the, the city and the town just stood out to me. And felt very lived in. And one thing that they did really well that's hard to do is with crowds. Like when they're in the city walking with crowds to make the city feel very lived in was really good. And that's something hard to do in animation. I'd say the characters were also a super high point for this movie. Like about 30 minutes in, I was like, I really... I really want these characters to have happy endings. Like <laughs> I really like these two characters. Like I'm, I'm all in man. Um, Seth, what'd you think? Yeah, I, this, so I can't say what I really loved about it just yet. I'll have to hold off on that, but talk, like just jumping in with you on that one is that usually with animes, 
I have a really hard time getting into characters with them. Like, I just have a hard time getting behind them. I think it's just because of the animation and sometimes the way that they're delivered, the hyperbolic emotion. But this movie did a great job of making me actually like the characters. So I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I I really like these characters. And I'm actually, like, invested in what happens to them. And it was uh, really nice. And the fact that, like, I was like, oh, yeah, I... I was confused at first, and then I was like, oh, okay. And then I was in. And so it didn't take too long to actually set that up and make me care and you know, give a crap whether or not these people actually were able to succeed in their goals and stuff. So, like, two things. One about the confusion, one about what you just said. Um, first thing, like, it felt like it was a script that was written for... It could have been a live-action movie script, but they just decided to make it anime. Like, there wasn't any... There wasn't, like, not to talk about princess mononoke but there wasn't all that kind of weird stuff that you can only do in animation you know mm-hmm. um it, it felt like a very grounded movie um also i was really confused because i i guess a lot of anime movies have like an opening song you know like this movie did but i felt like that was yeah. only for series this movie i thought that I, the video that was going on during the song i thought was like the beginning of the movie and I was really <laughs> confused as to like this. This is happening fast. They're like what's yeah, happening? It, it was a huge. This was like a big like anime opening movie or like anime TV show because yeah. I mean, if you watch like um, right now, I'm watching like My Hero Academia, and it's like oh, they do like a five or like maybe like a four minute clip of the show, and then they go right into the theme song mm-hmm. and they like sing and everything, and then it happened like this in this movie, and I was like. Is this a TV show? Yeah, I wasn't expecting <laughs> it. I thought it was going over plot details. And I was like, and then as the plot started to develop, I was like, it took me like an hour. Like an hour. And I was like, oh, that had nothing to do with the plot. That was just like a <laughs> welcome to our movie. You know, that's the like, James took me a while. Opening credits of everything oh, yeah. with like the weird artsy stuff and the, you know, Adele song. Like every song's an Adele song in a Bond film. But. <laughs> Yeah, Ray just needed, um, you know, Madonna to sing Die Another Day in that spot. And he would have been like, oh, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, make it obvious. Although, <laughs> I, get, I get what you did there with Madonna. The worst Bond song ever. <laughs> Throw that out there. If you like that oh, yeah, song, you're not a Bond fan. Okay. <laughs> call it back. Um, okay, anything else that we really liked about this movie before we go into some dislikes or maybe things you would have done differently? Okay. Um, I want to talk about one thing. This movie, you know, it won a lot of Japanese film awards, but it wasn't even nominated for an Oscar. And I think that there's got to be some kind of bias against against <laughs> anime. Because here's my hot take that I, I, I was teasing you guys with in the chat. <laughs> I'm putting it on the record. This is the best anime I've movie i've ever seen maybe not my favorite it's definitely top three favorite maybe one i don't know i've had time but it's the best anime movie i have ever seen and i've seen all the dragon ball z movies y'all okay <laughs> just throw it there. no but i've seen like i'm not the biggest anime guy but i've seen i feel like a lot of the big ones and this one just stands like i would I told my wife, like, I'm crying. I'm crying right now watching this movie. Like, I'm legit. Like, a tear is coming down my eye. And I just I just wanted to be happy. And I was, like, crying for a cartoon. 
and it, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Um, this is a movie where I would like, I'm going to recommend to people who don't even watch anime. Like it's enjoyable for any crowd. My parents might even enjoy it. Right. And they're, they're not into anime. <laughs> I can tell you that. Like, I don't know. Where are you guys on that? Do you feel like this is a movie that's not just for anime fans? Like this is a movie anyone can watch and enjoy? Yeah, 100% on that one. Cause like, I'm not an anime person. Like I like attack on Titan. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's, my list uh of anime and i've tried a couple different animes before but so it's not like i haven't you know tried to find stuff i liked but other than that i'm not a big anime person but i love this one i thought it was really great movie so this is definitely something that i would recommend to people who are like i don't really do anime that's not my thing i'm like it can be your thing for this movie like it'll it'll be good for this trust me yeah jared you had your hand hand up uh, I just think we need to dispel that um, anime movie myth because it's it only extends to like anime and it doesn't even like with Western animation. So you go to watch a Pixar movie, you can have the same themes as a like, you know, Eastern animation movie or like the same themes. And people were just like, oh, I love this movie. But you change the animation style and people are just like, I'm not watching that weeb movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and it affects it used to affect me too, but after I watched the series uh, Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and in that series, by the end, it has a character by the name of Greed, and he is the personification of, you know, the deadly sin of greed. And by the end of the series, like I'm cry, I like I'm almost in tears because this man died. That's how Aww. like far it takes you to care for this person. And it's just like these types of movies have these great themes. These shows have these great themes. Obviously, Seth is watching Attack on Titan. I'm still need to catch up to you on that show. That's a lot. Um, but yeah. like, it has so I mean, many great. So dies. I'm just kidding. Sorry, I'm not going to do that to you, Jared. Even though you tried oh. to spoil the movie earlier, I'm not going to spoil Attack on Titan for you. I promise. Oh no, I'm not spoiling Attack on Titan. Uh, but like, I'm just saying, like the like we are as Americans or in Western culture are doing ourselves a disservice for not giving these things a chance just based on their animation. Um, because there's so much good stuff out there. Why do you and think this movie is definitely that? Why do you think there is a sort of like it's anime, I'm not gonna watch it type of attitude? Is it because we're just so over embutted with like these not not there's definitely an audience for these shows like My Hero and and I don't know, um Dragon Ball and all those, you know, mechs fighting each other, all these like crazy shows. Do you feel like that overshadows these movies that are for adults or something? Okay, everyone's um, nodding their head yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, I was going to say that because some of my favorite animes that I have, remember before I talked about the slice of life type anime where it's just, just about people doing just day to day things. And those are some of the animes I love the most. And the romantic comedy animes. Are really good. Like if you see uh, Toradora, for for example, uh, Comic uh, Can't Communicate is another one that's on Netflix. If you guys want to try something different with anime, I'd recommend those two and try to get a different flavor on it. You recommended the Ghost in the Shell um, show for me, and I watched the first season. And you're right; it's not your typical anime. It's it's basically like a uh, just a a. De- a detective type show. There's some action in it, of course, but it's just well written. Yes, yeah, Seth, you were saying something. 
No, yeah, I was just going to say, like, I think one of the biggest problems with anime, because this is something that's new to me. Like, I always assumed anime was like a genre. It's really not a genre. It's actually like a type of methodology of delivering of its stuff. So, like, you got, like, all these different types of anime. Like, you have genres inside of anime, just like you have anime, you have claymation, you have, you know, live action. It's just its own type of thing. So, for me, and I think this might be a lot of people's problems who haven't really dived into anime, it's like, Anime is Dragon Ball Z, and it's really loud yelling with lots <laughs> of explosions and bright lights. And it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, but, like, and that's that's all it is. And so they don't think, oh, hey, there's going to be this really, like, you know, pointed, very, you know, grounded story done in an anime style. Because when they hear anime, they think Kame Kame Ka or something. And or they think of scantily clad girls forming a super team you know some weird like sexual fantasy for teenage boys you know because that's big that's popular too like i don't know am i wrong because i all these kids in my class have these mangas they're reading and it's just like this is like you have this on your desk like girls can see you reading this like what are you doing And uh, yeah, it's just like we were talking last week about Princess Mononoke, and I referenced like other Studio Ghibli films that have nothing to do with just like these explosions or anything like this. There's this one Studio Ghibli movie that's about these two people like connecting over making a song, kind of like um, the movie that we watched earlier this year for you, Ray. Once and. One of the songs, and the song that they're bonding over is fucking, like, Take Me Home Country Road by John Denver. <laughs> like, that's the song they're bonding over, and it's just like, this has nothing to do with things exploding. They're just, like, singing a great-ass song, and they become best friends, and mm-hmm. they get married and everything. So it's just like, yeah, I... The stigma's not necessarily going to change overnight, but me rec- us recommending this movie will at least infect some of the other people that are close to us. So I'm looking at the the animated feature film category for 2017, which is when this movie would have been in the Oscars. The Red Turtle is nominated. No idea. I'm not going to shit, shit on it because I haven't seen it or ever heard of it. My Life as a Zucchini. Like I don't know, man. Moana. Okay. <laughs> Okay, I love Moana. Seen it. Moana was good. I really enjoyed Moana. I've seen it a million times because my daughter and I watch it every time. It's great. Wait, was that actually a real title? Or did you just try to? (laughs) My life as a zucchini. Yes, absolutely. It's a real title. Uh, (laughs) uh, The other nominees are Kubo and the Two Strings, which I hear is great. Great movie. The winner was Zootopia. Also, another great movie. I. But none better than this movie. This though, movie is better than Moana. And which none, I love. none better than this movie, though. And I think it's probably better than the other ones. I at least nominate it. Like, I don't know. I feel like I don't know. This it's gonna sound like I have like a, a bias against these CGI movies, and I don't, but I just feel like they're easier to make, which is why there's so many more of them. Um than these hand-drawn 2D movies. And I just really respect the 2D process. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe you're just not looking in the right place for you. What more 2D, uh, 2D style? Yeah, but I mean, what's popular in mainstream is not... It, yeah. It's gearing towards... I mean, it's not gearing towards... It is there at this point. Um, <laughs> okay. 
Uh, I guess we could talk about the stuff we want to change, but there's really nothing I would change. No, I. Yeah, maybe get like, rid of no. that weird anime intro. <laughs> but that's anime in general with movies <laughs> or TV shows in general. You have to have your OP. So, <laughs> cool spoilers, y'all. Spoilers. Yeah, let's talk about that. All right, spoiler talk. All right. So the big twist in this movie, which really shook me, is I don't know when you find out, but she dies. The girl dies, and you and you find out that they're three years apart, as far as like she's three years in the past, and he's three years in the future, and they're they're switching bodies. I hope that made sense. And what I just said, basically, he's traveling back in time into a girl's body. She's traveling to the future in his body, and he finds out. The meteor kind of breaks up in the sky and lands on her town, and she dies. Uh, and now, and then it becomes a not just a body swap movie; it becomes a movie about I have to switch with her again so I can try to save her and her friends in the town. And it becomes a completely different movie. Um, and it really, I don't know, strengthens their connection. How'd you guys feel about that twist? That was the part I was alluding to that I really loved. I love things that have to do with time and the way that they, you know, time being connected and the, the idea of the theme of the union and then mm-hmm. how they, you know, everything was kind of time's a flat circle, the whole Dr. Manhattan Watchmen type thing almost, where they can like touch even though they're not, they're three years apart at the time. Uh, but I absolutely loved it. I thought it was great. And we're, I remember I was watching it with my wife and as we're watching it, we get to the one part where we're like, wait a minute, hold on. and then it was we're like oh my god that's so cool uh and it just added a lot of like and then when you find out about the meteor crashing you're just like okay well i'm emotionally devastated so that's cool that's fine wasn't expecting that yeah it's yeah it's incredible um jared how about you man where are you at so i loved it when the meteor broke off and then I I was just like, oh no, is it is it crashing there? That's what I was thinking the whole time. Yeah. I was like, is it is it gonna crash there? Oh no, she's gonna die. She's gonna die. No, she can't die. It can't. I was just having this like crisis <laughs> moment as it was happening. Did and you then pause when the movie? The realization comes over us that there was three years in the past. I'm just like. Bro, what? So I paused the movie to check this time. Stamp That's what I, I did. Like, There's 45 minutes. Left. I, I, was like, I, was, I was like, no, this cannot be it. I just stopped the movie to see how much time was left. And I was like, okay. Then I started thinking of ways that this could be resolved without even pressing play. I was just sitting there contemplating. <laughs> they can and fix this, right? Play. And then I first played, and then I watched like the last, you know, 35 minutes of it. And it was just amazing the way that they weaved in time travel so effortlessly in this movie. It's just, so a lot of times when people do time travel, and like in almost any medium, it could be television, movies, books, people do a ham-fisted job at it a lot. But for this movie to just like second thought, just like, oh yeah, we'll add in time travel. And it's just like <laughs> people can't get that right when it's the main focus. That's so true. And you guys like made time travel like a B plot. <laughs> yeah, usually it's like so, no. this is a time travel movie. 
And this yep. is like, no, this is a movie about people connecting with each other through time or just through space. And then it's like, there was some time travel thrown. It's like, what? What? You can't just throw it in there. Like, yeah. you're right. And they did it so well. I was there. There were some parts I was confused by, like when. Okay, well, first of all, he goes a few weeks, and he he's trying to get back. He doesn't know how to switch bodies anymore because he's never he's never in control. But it, like a week or so, is two are passed, and he he hasn't switched back. And there's one scene that I actually like laughed out loud a little bit is when he wakes up, and he's in her body. And then her sister opens the door to wake her up. And she's like crying, grabbing her boobs. Like, oh, I'm so happy. And the <laughs> sister's like, okay. And the sister goes downstairs. And she's like, I'm going to walk to school by myself. I don't, I don't, okay. She's doing something weird. And just like, she's so traumatized by what she just saw. Um, it made me laugh. Um, but, so the process to, he traveled to that, that shrine. Mm-hmm. Um. I guess I don't understand how I don't understand the importance of that shrine. Jordan, maybe you can help explain it to me. Well, remember she's a priestess, and so every uh, like priests or where they do worshiping and everything has their main shrine that they go to, and that's where they went to. And then that drink that he drank was that uh, um, the drink she made earlier when they said the old concept of how they would sake? make sake. And where she put that in her mouth to, and to help ferment it and then oh, spit it back in the cup. That was hers? That's what, yeah, that's what she, he drank. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I also, also like that. So this is what I like about the movie. They put in so many of these little things and little details that come back to it. They have tons and tons of Chekhov guns in this movie that you don't realize, oh, this leads to this. Everything from like, hey... The, her friend uh, works with explosions and stuff like explosives and stuff like that. To the de- her dad being the mayor, to just so many little things that they just nod at and be like, "Okay, remember that. It's going to come important later." And it comes back. I like uh, that her grandma alludes to like she used to have the same experience, and she kind of you 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 forget about it as time passes, but. She knew right away, like, oh, you're not my, you're not my granddaughter. You know, she kind of figured it out. I thought it was really cool that it's something that kind of runs in the family. Um, I really like his journey, their journey to find each other. And they couldn't quite meet before they knew it was a time travel thing. Um, that was cool. And the realization, because he's drawing the mountains and the crater with the water. And then it just this, I, don't, I guess it's a diner. The owners or something recognize, like, oh, yeah. Poor, poor thing about that town like, that we used to live. He's like, what do you mean? What happened? And then it hits him like, oh, the me- this is where the meteor fell. And it was cool going on that journey with him and realizing it with the main character. Like, oh, this is what's happening. I thought it was really cool. Um, and so I felt, oh, no, no, I'm done. Go ahead. No, I just felt that a lot of times, like we, even when we watch a lot of like movies that try and, Hey, y'all, this is supposed to make a big impact. You're supposed to feel it emotionally, right? But this one, we really did because, as we talked about at the beginning, let's go back into the characters. They We really bought into these characters. So mm-hmm. there was such good writing um, that came into it. And, I mean, like, even with voice acting, because it's more than just saying it. You actually got to feel it as you say it to make the impact happen on screen. So it just... 
kudos, man. Great writing. Even like their facial expression. I want to talk about the end of the movie now. Their facial expressions, which is usually hyperbolized in movies, you know, or in anime. And it hits it hits more in live action when you see someone's face like really like like Tom Holland's face at the end of spoilers for No Way Home. His face at the end of No Way Home when he Jeez. when he makes a decision not to tell Zendaya, like or MJ, like who he is. You could see everything on his face. And it's like some people are just great face actors and it really says the lines for you that aren't being said. Somehow this movie pulled that off. There's a moment when they kind of like, I guess the longer they go without switching bodies, this is after he saved her in the village, or at least he thinks he did. Um, he doesn't know for sure. Like you kind of forget about that experience. And so he just knows, well, they see each other on opposite trains and they just look out the window and they recognize each other, but they don't really know each other. And their faces in that moment, like <gasps> shock, like, I know you, you're important to me. We have a connection but I don't know you at the same time. And they both get off and they're running and they kind of run into each other in the stairs, but don't do anything about it. Then they finally turn and like, I don't know. I was crying, man. I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> they did it. They made it. It was beautiful. Hey. It was the most beautiful thing I've seen all year. Oh, go ahead, Seth. Yeah. I was going to say, you know, Jerry, you're talking about good writing and then Ray, you're talking about that scene. That's one of the things that it just, you know, you got those moments with that great line of, oh, I can ask you a question, you know, what's your, your name? And that's, you know, the title card and everything mm-hmm. like that. But they built that up so well because, you know, all them wailing as they were forgetting the name. But what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? And they really wanted to know, you know, I can't I can't forget this name. And then, you know, they do. And then the last question they ask is, what's her name? And that ends it on there. So you talk about, like, good setup and payoffs with characters and you know, emotions and writing and everything. And, uh, well, it's just like, and, you know, you see hints that it's a time travel movie throughout the whole thing. You just don't ever pick up on them, you know? Like, you see the thing where she hands him the ribbon, like, almost early in the movie, but you're like... Well, yeah, I, I think that's, like, at the very beginning. Yeah, it was, like, yeah. the first scene in the movie. Yeah, and you're just kind of like, okay, well, that's cool. It's good that's your name. And then you just forget about it, and all of a sudden it happens again. You're like, oh, so that's what mm. that was. Because that happened they, in the earlier in his life, and he ha- already yeah. had the ribbon, yeah. That was fantastically written movie for dialogue and just the way they plot, like the pacing and the plot, everything about it was just great. Yeah, somebody, somebody um, was chopping onions in my house <laughs> at, at the final scene. Somebody started chopping some onions. I looked at my cat and I was like, "Hey, dude, get out that kitchen! Get Quit chopping onions." <laughs> I I would say this would probably, if you want to do a good surprise, like. Uh, bring a date or uh, a date movie and just no i, I feel like a girl to go watch anime. anime it ain't happening i don't know like, i think this one you could get a good like not first date. Off and, like... hey no i'm telling you dude it, i'm with yorton on this one i don't care man the end of this movie had me like no don't yeah, cry did. here don't do it <laughs> oh, no. i'm with you yorton let's yeah yeah to the lady Hold on, Seth. Yeah, his name, wrote his name on the hand, yeah. on her hand, and it was like the "I love you," and I was like, "Hey, mm. I need to start in my house, man." She really <laughs> does love him. Um, I've never, I'm not a big crier. I am now since I had my daughter, but I, I, I never really, I've never cried in an animated movie before. Maybe when I was like five and I saw like Fifel or something, but um, that doesn't count. Like as an adult, I've never cried. This was the first time I, I cried, and I 
and again, I've seen the Dragon Ball movies, y'all. Okay, so like I should have. Remembered. Um, it was unreal. I, I was so blown away by this movie. Um, it's funny. I I I went into it, and I'm kind of jumping ahead here. I didn't know if this was going to be. This isn't another Hall of Fame. This is definitely it. May be in our, our Hall of Fame, but it's definitely in like the greatest anime of all time Hall of Fame. Like it, it's got to be in there. Um, but I didn't know how rewatchable it was going to be. But thinking about all the things that I didn't pick up that Seth brought up as far as the ribbon and all that kind of stuff and the time travel teases that are there that you don't pick up on, I'm excited. I, I, I'm just talking about it with you guys. I'm excited to watch it again. You know, it's definitely something I would I could see myself watching a few more times. Definitely, like, I don't know. So I'm on the bubble of the Hall of Fame. I think I'm leaning towards putting it in the Hall of Fame right now, but... It's definitely a movie I'm going to watch a few more times because it's just that. I might buy it. Damn, it's just that good. Um, all right, let's hit the. You know cat. what my favorite? I was going to say real quick though. My favorite of like the catch, like oh, they're on different time periods, is when the dude's done with his date. He looks through the notes and he's like, "What is she talking about? Watching the uh, mm-hmm. meteor shower coming?" And completely puzzled by that. Yeah, that was such a good little hint of like something's off here. <laughs> yeah that was like the first real big clue you're like huh that's yeah. weird all right um what was y'all's favorite scene for me it's this the ending because i just all the tension was built up and i just wanted it to happen and it finally happened for me that was my favorite scene what about you guys mine was the hand i absolutely like i said that's when it got dusty in my house like all of a sudden <laughs> i was like i definitely wrote their names and then it's like oh i love you and i'm like i'm Okay. All right. It's a good one, too, Yorton. Yeah, with him, in particularly the magic hour, when they finally get to see each other, and then they're like, quick, let's draw so we can remember each other's mm-hmm. names. Yeah. Yeah, that, that was definitely, oh, that was a good scene. Such a good scene. Jared? Um, it's not my favorite, but I do want to mention it since it hasn't been brought up yet. The um, Well, I was talking a little bit about the meteor shower when the meteor broke off. Just that entire scene at night and you feel like the wind flowing through everybody. And then you see the little specks drop. It's just such a beautiful scene. And then you feel like the urgency from uh, the other side, from the, uh, the, the boy. And you feel intense, like him trying to get there or see her. And then the other side, just like, oh, oh this is so beautiful. Yay, mm-hmm. dad. Um, but no, that, that seems just really pretty to look at. But I, I agree with you, Ray. The final scene is what really, uh, as Seth said, it got dusty in here. <laughs> so we got a tie. We got the miracle hour and the ending. So we'll just, both scenes that are going to make you cry and end up winning best scene. Do you all have a favorite line? There was one I, I just didn't write down, but I remember thinking that's really clever. I just can't think of it. But it's not a movie with a lot of like lines that you would that stand out. Oh yeah, uh, what's your name? Oh, that's that's uh oh come on, that's a lazy. <laughs> no, he's right. <laughs> I mean, I don't have any other nominees. <laughs> right. Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> I don't have any other nominees, so it's gonna. Yeah, be you, you can't beat that with the movie. Just the amount of motion behind that one there. Um, I will never hear that question the same way again. Someone ever asked me what my name is, I might start crying on them. You don't know why I'm crying. I'm not weird, I promise. (laughs) Um, MVP of the movie, 
I would say anime in general. No, her friends. Her friends are the MVP. Because they live? Or no, no, no. Just everyone's friends. Yeah. Because their friends were real ride or die. They were. And they, all of the friends in the movie went above and fucking beyond to make this connection happen because those That's two true. cared about each other. So, no, the friends are the real MVP because they all put in work from both sides. Once again with anime, the power of friendship wins. <laughs> <laughs> Counter-argument. The main girl female character is MVP because she literally died and she... Maybe she's not MVP, but she's definitely winning the movie because she should have been dead, but she she found a way to live. So yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I say the whole the process. I'm I'm cool. Friends winning MVP. Six man, um, grandma, or I was yeah. going to go with one of the friends though in particular with the the Mika, the one that he goes out with a date with, and I just found her like probably one of oh, the yeah, she was most hot. interesting friends. <laughs> And I, I like the fact that she, at the end of the date, she's like, look, I see you're in love with someone. And it hasn't even hit the dude yet that he's falling in love oh, with yeah. the main <laughs> character. And I just love that. That was just such a cool way to have it. How do you just tell her that? Like, yeah. look, I've never even met this girl, but I, I'm switching bodies with her and all this stuff. <laughs> I didn't ask you on this date. She asked you. Like, it wasn't even me. Like, how do you how do you break that down to somebody? I'm cool with that pick. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna say my sixth man is actually the sister. Yeah, she was great because she was hilarious. Like, I, I loved every time she was on the screen and making the jokes about, "Oh, you're touching your boobies again," and then slamming the door. Or I don't know. Usually, I find like little siblings to be annoying in movies, but this one, I was like, "Oh, I like you. Like, you can be on here mm-hmm. more. Like, this is this is hilarious. I care about you." I was like, "I don't want her to die. <laughs> Save her." <laughs> like, <laughs> don't let her go to school by herself go get her what the heck this is death day i'm like it's like still 12 hours away from having to even worry about the comet hitting and i'm already scared for her life but yeah she's my sixth man all right so let's uh let's skip ahead let's go to rotten tomatoes real quick um you guys might not be able to hear the heart audio i don't know but just know it's playing right now rotten tomatoes rotten tomatoes it's the Rotten Tomatoes game. All right. So, damn it. I never have it open. It's opening right now. All right. Um, Jared has three. Yorton has four. And Seth is bringing up the rear of zero. But to be fair, it's a second podcast. Okay. So I'm guessing Yorton won last week. So Jared, we'll start with you. What do you think? No, Seth. Seth, what do you think this movie got in Rotten Tomatoes, and why do you think that? Okay, I'm going to say 88%. I would have said higher, but I'm saying 88 because it did not get the Oscar nomination love uh, in the last anime movie we you know, did. had like 92% critical love, and so I'm saying 88%. Okay. And mostly because they're going to say some of it is maybe schlocky emotionally they didn't really you know dig it as much because it wasn't as deep themed or something but yeah they're wrong the critics they're negative 88 jared by the way you took yorton's number jared go ahead Four ninety-five, man i really Ooh. think this movie is just i'm sorry i i think this is the movie that convinced them 
that it's good because weathering weathering with you is not the sequel, but it's in the sort of the same vein of this movie. The director made uh, that one in 2019, and the like, critics are even open arms over that one. So um, that's why I'm just assuming this one got high because his sequel wouldn't be, or not the sequel, but his next movie wouldn't be as beloved. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking. If this movie wasn't highly rated, so I'm going. 95. This movie walked so, so this other movie skill. could run. Yeah, yeah. So you said 95, 88, 95, Yorton. I'm going. I'm going to just squeeze in between the two of you guys and go 92. But I feel confident on this one here. <laughs> <laughs> it's 88 or 92 every time. I love it. <laughs> well, this movie had a. Uh, be like 98 or something <laughs> audience score of 94 a critic Ooh. score of 98 yeah oh, <laughs> said he gets that one Jordan <laughs> Jordan would have got two points he got it on oh, come on road. man it is tied 4-4-0 four, four but Seth is coming <laughs> he joined the game late um, 98 oh. is incredible incredibly high for Rotten Tomatoes. But then again, how do you watch this movie and go, nah, I didn't like this movie. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't understand how you could say this was a bad movie or you didn't find it good. It's just, I, I don't know. You a... don't have a soul, basically. <laughs> I agree. I thought the Oscar snubs meant it was going to be lower in critical favor because you see if it's really high, it's going to get some type of love. But So I want to say something, but before Jared shits on it, I just want to, I want to specify in it's in little ways am I going to make this comparison not overall in little ways this especially the ending this movie reminded me of Slumdog Millionaire especially the ending where you just fucking want these two to meet up and get together and you're so emotionally involved that when they finally do it's a moment where you're just like oh thank god they're together like you're like crying in happiness it was that's the same that how i felt at the end of this movie is how i felt at the end of slumdog millionaire damn that's a high praise because i know how much yeah, you love that no movie. i agree with you yeah slumdog yeah yorton knows how much i love i saw slumdog in a theater with 10 other people and i saw it with yorton's brother joey and I just only because I read a, a, like a paragraph review in the Houston Chronicle. It said like you need to go see this movie, and this was before it blew up. It was still like on its first run, and so me and Joey went to some theater in Houston that had like that played independent movies. And when the movie ended, everyone like in the theater stood up and like looked around like, "Holy shit! Did we just experience this movie together? Like this was amazing. <laughs> it was it was awesome." Um, okay, this movie had a budget of three million dollars. <laughs> it had a box office return of $347 million. According to my research, at least. Um, Roger Ebert, unfortunately, was not alive to watch this movie, but you just know he would have been all over this movie. Um, let's recommend this. I, we all recommend this movie, right? Oh, yes. Easily. Oh, yeah. Anybody. I, can, I feel like I can recommend this to anybody. We are recommending an anime movie to people who don't watch anime. Like, go watch mm-hmm. this movie. This <laughs> Jordan, is this in your Hall of Fame, your blockbuster? I'm going to put it and put it for like the reason I said, man. I feel like this is a good, just be a great movie to sit down with like your girlfriend and just 
watch it together or something. That man, I yeah, Hall of Fame for me. All right, Jared, is this going in the blockbuster Hall of Fame? Is this something you're gonna watch over and over? I'm so mad that this movie yep. <laughs> has to be man mentioned in the same fucking sentence <laughs> as Armageddon. As Armageddon. I am pissed. Which I picked both of them, by the way. <laughs> God damn it. Yes, this movie's going in. Hell yeah. Can I say... I, th- I mean, first of all, Seth, go ahead. Uh, I'm not sure I will ever rewatch this movie. I loved it, and I would wholeheartedly recommend that everyone at least watch it one time, for sure. But if we're talking about, you know, rewatching all the time or at least even every couple of years or so, I, I got watch it if it was on. So that's like so let me something. Let me you're saying no, which is fine, but you kind of missed a few episodes <laughs> where we decided, like, is this movie also like a cable movie all star where if it's on TV and it's like halfway through and you catch it, you're like, oh, yeah, OK. And you sit down and watch it. Are you going to watch it almost every time it comes on just by chance, too? Under that, yeah, that definition, then I'm actually good with saying yes. Like, I would watch it if it was, like, you're, like, you're flipping the channels and, you know, it comes on, you're looking for something to watch. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I can watch the rest of it. Let's be real. We don't ever go to our DVD shelf and put in movies. We find movies that are playing online or just, or are shown in our face on Netflix. Watch this movie. We watch it, you know, so we always like stumble upon movies and the movies we come back to are always just like in rotation. So I feel like those are the Hall of Famers, the ones we always like, no matter kind of where it's at, you kind of like, oh, yeah, we're at this scene. I'm going to sit down for the next 45 minutes and watch this movie. So cool. Oh, I'm putting it in because I want to rewatch it from the beginning and like (laughs) a movie we haven't talked about yet, but like. I've never seen the first, I've maybe seen the first 10 minutes of it once is, um, oh my God, what's that Tom Cruise movie, You Can't Handle the Truth? Oh, Few Good Men. Few Good Men. I've seen that movie probably a hundred times because I always walk in on it like a certain part of it, no matter where it's at. I'm I'm finishing that movie no matter when I come in. I don't think I've ever seen the beginning of that movie. (laughs) I'm just, it's so good just because I always stumble in on it. Um, Okay, so I'm voting it in. This movie is... Well deserved. I think it's our first movie of 2022, by the way. Jared, you're the historian here. Can you remember a movie we we did in 2022? Uh, no. The closest movie we did was 2021 uh, Dune. That was in 21. Yeah. Okay. So the Devil Wars Prada was the last one we had in. This is the first one in 2022. Your name. Good for us. Okay. All right, so it's my turn to pick a movie, and I have to follow Yorton in this movie. Um, so please just be kind. I'm not. It's not going to be this movie, okay? It's not going to live up to the hype of this movie. Um, and I had it between two choices. It was going to be Mask of the Phantasm, the Batman movie, which I watched this morning, which was even better than I remember it being. But I want to watch a movie that I haven't seen. This is my other choice, which I'm going to go with. Um, I haven't seen this movie in probably 10 years, but I remember when it came out, like, this is a really cool movie. Um, but I'm worried it's a product of its time. It is Titan AE. Oh, okay. 
so it's been a while since that. Yeah, it, it's Don Bluth's last movie, who was kind of like the other guy in the '90s doing besides Disney doing animated movies. You know, he did Fifeful, he did All Dogs Go to Heaven. You know, all those movies that weren't Disney, but you didn't know. <laughs> um, so I think this was his last movie. It stars uh, Matt Damon, does the voice, um, whatever. Hopefully it's good. I remember liking it, but I'm worried it's got like that Daredevil soundtrack that kind of like places it in a certain time period, you know? Um, cool. So next week, Seth, you got a movie ready? I, I do. I, I do. Okay. And you're all going to laugh at me when I tell you what it is. Dragon Ball Z. Broly. <laughs> I'd be so excited. <laughs> It's not Jake Ballsy. I'm sorry. Fuck you, man. All right, so <laughs> next week we're going to be watching Titan AE. Um, just round of applause for Yorton. What a great pick this week. What a yeah, great I'm glad pick. you guys all enjoyed it. <laughs> I didn't just enjoy it. I cried like a little bitch. All right? <laughs> this movie was amazing. So until next time, we will see you guys later. Bye.